When Cabeza de Vaca encountered Native Americans in 1527, he described how multiple tribes that did not share a language could meet, trade and debate using their hands. Through the abduction of kids into boarding schools, Plains Indian Sign Language was adopted into what is now known as the American Sign Language. Welcome to Two Thirds Focused. I'm Rasmus. And I'm Red. I'm Lindsay. Hey, Lindsay. Hey. Coming <laughs> hey, in hot, just from like the opposite end of the world and <laughs> Texas and all of the crazy parts of the world. Technology is crazy. Yeah. Yeah. It's nearly magical. How are you doing? I'm doing well. How are you guys? Well, yeah. uh, at least the, the two of us are doing well. Uh, yeah. Jan is apparently stuck at work, so he says. Uh, yeah, but stuck with some... Japanese. In a restaurant drinking. Yeah. It yeah, but for work. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> but we're good. Yeah. But Lindsay, just sort of off the bat for the good people at home who doesn't know who you are. Yeah. Which usually are only my friends, but ignoring yeah. that fact, who are you? What 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 are a Lindsay? Well, I am a person. That is I want to get that straight. Uh good no, start. Not uh, AI. <laughs> yes, I'm not AI. Hopefully. Well, not that I, I know of. I may not just be aware that I am AI. Are you, are so. you did you see Loki? Is that what's happening now? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I did see it. Yeah. Come to the room of saying like Stay to that to the best of your knowledge, you're not an, a robot. And he was like, What? People don't know they're robots. <laughs> <laughs> but sorry, I'm I'm hijacking already. It's okay. No, it's all right. Uh I am an artist, um, a metal artist, a painter. I do all sorts of little things that I interest me. I I'm on Instagram. My name is Lindsay underscore creative, if anyone wants to look that up, but yeah, that's what I am uh, now. And I live in Texas, as you said. I'm in Houston. And uh, it's uh, it's cold here, but not as cold as where you are. So I shouldn't complain. I keep on thinking, okay, I can... I mean, this, this isn't so bad. It's been but, stated yeah. before that all of that is quite relative. Yes, it is. I mean, we, we are built to deal with like sub-freezing temperatures on a regular basis. I'm, I'm no. imagining you're not. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not. Not anymore. So how yeah. cold is cold in Texas? Well, I mean, I guess that's all relative because, like, if I was in the Panhandle, it would be like in the you know minus. I don't. Know, it would be sub zero. Um, but for me, it's like anything that's freezing. You know, zero degrees Celsius. That's I'm like no. I don't like it anymore. <laughs> so, and I just, it's having, a, it's just working with metal in the shop and it's not using the forge at that time. I don't like it because I'm like, I'd rather run the forge. So yeah. keep myself warm. So, yeah. But if it, anything else besides that, I'm like, uh, it's really hard to motivate myself to get in there. Mm -hmm. so. I, I guess that's kind of my feeling when it comes to summer in Norway and running the forge is like, no, I don't want to do that. It's too hot. And like, that's, that will, that will be like 20 centigrade or something or 70-ish. Oh, that, that would be a dream. I would <laughs> yeah, love that. Yeah. I mean, you, you've, you've, you had that conversation once before. I think you mm -hmm. said you were taking a blacksmithing class and it was 100, 110 Fahrenheit. Oh, yeah. um, was that the conversation? Let's see. It's about 30 degrees Celsius. So yeah. 35 
I, I don't, I think that was about, yeah. Mm-hmm. Hot, hot enough. Yeah. Yes. And yeah. Can I interrupt <laughs> for a second? You, I, I'm, I'm amazed already because you're the only one person living in Texas and in the United States that now I know that uses Celsius or no, I, I can just, convert quickly. Uh, I, so, I mean, I'm a, so my background is in engineering. Okay. Mechanical engineering, so and, I have a master's engineering. So you use <laughs> yeah, <system>. sensible, <laughs> yeah, sensible in a like a master's in mechanical engineering. So mm. I, you you do all of your studies in you know the uh, you you kind of learn how to convert going back and forth between metric and mm-hmm. uh, you know and the other one. <laughs> The other one. <laughs> <laughs> and then one. once you get uh, out into the real world, in at least in the United States, you get thrown into just one unit system of measurement, but you still get used to converting back and forth. Yeah, and yeah, since yeah. I have a lot of friends in Europe, I'm used to like, especially with temperature, like that's easy for me. I'm like, okay, I, I know that. So yeah, yeah, I get used to it. And I might be really wrong with like getting it exactly. Yeah, you know, you don't need to. Don't worry. But I it's, mean, like, it's a like, range. like a range. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, yeah, that that's yeah. fine. That's enough for us. I mean, yeah. Can can we talk a little bit about your background though? Because I yeah, sure. uh, a master in 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 engineering is not something that you uh, see every day uh, first. And and what what specifically were you studying? Uh, for your master degree? Um, I was studying uh, material science. That was my focus. I loved uh, understanding how materials perform. So I studied metallurgy. I studied polymers. Mm-hmm. And um, I actually worked in high temperature polyimides, which is like pretty much that means I worked uh, for uh, uh, materials that went on to jets that went really, really fast. Oh. And, and they needed to uh, like polymers, like uh, let's see, composites that w- were in high temperature situations. We'll just say that. So that was my focus. And then like I, rockets entering the atmosphere, kind of that, stuff. Not that no? hot, but they just wanted high temperature applications. That at least that's what it was. I don't know the specifics because I, I wasn't. I wasn't working directly for them, but I was just kind of like a, a student in the laboratory mixing chemicals and kind of doing my thing and then writing up the report and stuff like that. But then when I got out into the real world, I worked on the space shuttle program. Oh, wow. It, I, did, oh, I, need, I, I need to, yeah. I'm, I'm sorry, but <laughs> Mike and I are so into space. I, I mean, we, I'm, I'm absolutely not a specialist, but we are. Um, amazed by space and everything that you can see up there. So yeah. you, you worked on, on on spaceships, basically. Well, yeah, it was, I mean, obviously it was after, actually yesterday, uh, February 1st, was the 20-year anniversary of the Columbia accident. Yeah. Yes. When it was uh, re-entering into the atmosphere. And um, I wasn't working for NASA at the time. Um, but right after that accident, they um, quickly did, um, obviously they grounded all their flights 
a they did a study and then um a couple years later they were still like grounded and they were still doing a lot of testing and that's when they hired me they brought me in i wasn't like okay this is what we're gonna do <laughs> like i just got included into the group and um we did a lot of testing so debris impact testing kind of like how they um so i don't know if you know anything about airplanes but uh, some of the debris impact much. issues. <laughs> I have to say, they, much. they like for windshields for mm -hmm. the where the pilots sit. Yeah. They actually shoot chickens and yes, things at yeah. the windshield to see if it will crack or not. So we use those same test facilities to actually shoot foam, ice, and other kinds of materials at the um, at the uh, insulating materials for this spaceship, and so. Based on all that experimentation, uh, I developed like a mathematical model to see, okay, we have this mass of this particular uh, like ice, piece of ice, and it's coming at this angle and this velocity. This is what kind of damage you expect to get. Oh, and wow. so using all this sort of predictive technology, we could figure out, okay, based on like, we see this ice ball on the tank. What kind of damage is this going to give us? Extreme bad damage or acceptable damage? And mm -hmm. so then during mission support, when it's about to launch, they ask us for a go-ahead or a no-go situation. So we can mm -hmm. say, yes, you're safe to launch. No, not safe to launch. Wow, that kind of that's thing. great. So it was a lot of work. <laughs> and it was that, a lot of stress yeah. and a lot of responsibility for people's safety and stuff like that. So, and then, and then once they launch, then we like analyze all the damage <laughs> real time. We run like all these thermal analysis. I know this is a lot, it's a lot and stress analysis. And it was, it would be like really long days, like 18 hour days and it was insane. And then we'd say, yes, you're safe to return and all that stuff. Wow. So Amazing. it's crazy. Yeah. Can, can I change job? Can I be the guy at NASA that shoots frozen chicken to airplanes ah. and windshield? Because that oh, must be so see, fun to do that all day long. Oh, that guy had the best job. He oh, loved yeah. it. And he, uh, he retired after that because he was working so much overtime. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, I bet. And, yeah. And uh, yeah. So yeah, there were several guys who that was like their whole life was shooting things at things and it was really fun because we'd yeah. have these high like um really nice cameras that shot like frame by frame like slow motion you could see the impacts and everything was really cool that's so cool yeah i mean it's, and it was that's one of those it was just like things, a, i think where oh sorry it it was just a really massive potato gun too so <laughs> oh yeah uh, yeah and you have to get it extremely straight like the shot so they would be like 12 feet long tubes yeah, like oh, yeah. To, to, to keep it aimed steady uh-huh yeah and i guess that's my new dream job <laughs> i want to do that when i'm i'm, I'm an adult <laughs> <laughs> if, if you become an adult red if yeah you're right yeah <laughs> if, if one day mm. but I, that's one of those weird things though isn't it where you can only go so far with mathematics and calculations you at some point need mm -hmm. to actually go into the, into the real world and well blow shit up just to see how it actually yeah. behaves in real life exactly 
Because yeah. there's always some kind of weird inconsistency in real life in construction of things. Like you never have like a perfectly homogeneous chunk of ice. Just mm -hmm. a stupid example. Or birds are different. Yeah. So like how how does the, actually the impact affect things? But that's that's really fascinating though. You you're right, Raz. Like it, it, drawing the uh, or, or calculating getting uh, the equation equation uh, done and then doing the testing is, is like wonderful and great because both are needed. What I found uh, what I find even more fascinating is doing the experiment and apparently and then apparently was uh, what Lindsay was doing is create the equation to express what what was happening when you were shooting the frozen chicken to the thing like oh yeah yeah it, 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 like it's see what i mean i'm 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 absolutely not clear tonight because of uh, reasons <laughs> french <laughs> first, first of all french um, then insomnia but um yeah i find it absolutely amazing to see something in real life an experiment that you do and then be able to translate it into the mathematics that that scientific use to just mm -hmm. express stuff it's 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 incredible to me uh, the other way around is pretty easy you you have an idea you write the equation and then you test it that's i mean we did that in in high school so that's less fascinating to me than the other way around but mm -hmm. yeah that that's great uh, quick question, uh, though, maybe. Uh, Lindsay, is that the, the studio of material that drove you into uh, working with metal and, and what you are actually doing now, like black missing and, and jewelry and, and everything? Uh, I don't know. I feel like it's a combination of a lot of different things, like things that you just never plan for that end up like orienting you to that particular place in life. Um, mm -hmm. That was kind of like a combination of when I was growing up, my mom, she is an art teacher and she was working with metals in the garage. And so I would see her all the time working with this. But when we moved to Texas, she just stopped. It was too hot for her. She's like, no, yeah. done. So everything just kind of lay dormant forever. And then um, uh, when I had my second child i had postpartum depression and i was just like nope i just don't you know i i think i, I had the space the space shuttle program ended and i was just kind of looking for something different mm -hmm. and something new and i came across these guys uh, uh blacksmiths hammering away in the woods one day and i was oh, like, like oh like we do <laughs> yeah, that is that is the thing and you know what i as soon as i saw it i just already fell in love with it like i just knew like that's what i wanted to do yeah and i i don't know what it was but it, it just felt like um kind of like a uh oh this kind of checks all the boxes like mm -hmm. i can use my mind in this i can uh, be engaged and uh, also be an artist in an express way, my way, you know, express my the things in my head in a different way than I normally couldn't do with painting. Yeah. So, yeah, I just, and it wasn't uh, engineering nested. I wouldn't say there was really a connection there. Like it wasn't like, 
anyone at NASA, they weren't doing anything like this. So, um, Is, was it a, a need for you to, because it was the case for me after, after teaching for so long mm -hmm. and only using my head, so to speak, during yeah. my day job, was it a need for you to use your hands and to produce something, to create something? Oh, um, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I hadn't been working for a while and I think my daughter was about two years old and it just, uh, I get almost like antsy if I don't use my hands. Like mm. I need to be doing something with my hands. Yeah. I, I know the feeling. Yeah. And so it just, um, and I didn't realize that was it until now I realize that like now I'm more aware of my body and what it needs. And I was like, Oh yeah, that's what was going on. I just needed to be doing something with my hands. Mm. And, um, I'm not coordinated enough to do a lot of other things in life. So this works. I can hammer things. But if, if but, I may uh, go back a little bit, did, uh, did you, uh, did you, did you work for NASA on, on a contract basis for the space shuttle or did, mm -hmm. so when that finished, you sort of were left without a job and you just look for something new and engaging. And yes, of course, blacksmithing was the natural choice as we heard. <laughs> of course. No, actually, between blacksmithing and that job, I did a lot of in between jobs. Like, All right. yeah, uh, yeah, like I did a uh, children's book illustrating for oh. um, a guy, and I did a mural. I did a bunch of other things. So it's like one thing to another to another. That's, and, that's still a uh, leap, though, going from like very maybe hardcore like engineering yeah. and maths, mm -hmm. then going full artsy up right upwards. Yeah. Well, I think. I've always been, I've always done art. I mean, I mentioned my mom was an art teacher. So yeah, painting and drawing is like a second nature thing to me. It's something that's always there. And I think a lot of people will have like their main job and then like on the side, oh, I'll just do a little bit. But it wasn't yeah. like I was never really serious about it until after I finished my work with NASA. So yeah. And I'm glad that I'm, I'm no longer working for them, honestly. <laughs> I mean, it was a great experience. Don't get me wrong. It was like, it definitely changed me as a person. Mm -hmm. And um, and I don't think I would be doing the things I am, I'm doing today, you know, if it wasn't for that, you know, so to, to take some of the risks and things like that. But yeah, uh, yeah, illustrating. That's something I've always wanted to do since I was a little kid. And so like, that was kind of like living out my eight-year-old dream life was like, oh, I'm finally a children's book illustrator. And that was exciting, but I, it's not for me. <laughs> it's okay. I did it once. I checked the box. <laughs> okay. On to the next thing. So. I mean, it's, it's always worth just trying it to see if it is for you. Yeah, exactly. But yeah. how, how. So the, the, the way I know you from the few conversations we had and mm -hmm. the, what I've so, seen in your Instagram is that you mainly go in between making jewelry and doing blacksmithing. Yeah. But that, that, I mean, yeah, both of that, those things you generally speaking contains like metal and shaping and mm -hmm. doing things with plastic, but still it's very different fields. Mm-hmm. Do you, do you do, how should I ask this though? Like, do you feel like the two parts of that, like blacksmithing and jewelry fulfill different needs for you creatively? 
or is it the same thing, just a different medium, so to speak? Hmm. I feel like there's, I mean, there's several things to this. I think, well, one thing is what kind of pushed me towards the small scale jewelry making was the heat in Texas in the summer. That makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> like, July. I'm like, you know what? I really don't want to start running my forge right now. Like, you yeah. know what? Let's just kind of do something that I can still be in my garage. It's still hot, but I'm not near a 2000 degree forge. Sorry. Yeah. I don't know the Celsius term for that yeah, one. Sorry. Okay. Sure. Yeah, that's right. I forgot. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so I feel like there was at the beginning of it, it was more of like a being aware of my, what my body needs at this particular moment mm. and my energy levels and things like that. Um, the other thing is my, uh, I kind of, everything I do, I do from a place of curiosity. Mm-hmm. So if, uh, like last year I was like, you know what, I'm really curious about casting so I spent like a whole month in casting and, and, and I just hadn't done it, but I want to try it out. And then if there's some ideas and things I pick up from that particular thing, I can apply to something else that takes multiple levels of different skill sets. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? So yeah. there might be a piece of jewelry that would require forging. So I might forge out a piece of metal. Then I might have to, cast something for that particular thing, then solder things, and then maybe file work and maybe stone setting. I mean, there, I've found in jewelry making, there's so many levels of different techniques and same with blacksmithing too, um, depending on what particular blacksmithing you want to focus on, right? Yeah. Because blacksmithing is such a umbrella term for so many different things. Like yeah. you can have someone who's a knife maker but they may have never like done anything besides like hammering out a knife. Right. I uh, think back in uh, like the mid 1800s here in Norway, the blacksmith's guild in Oslo had 130 different specializations registered. Yes. And then Mm -hmm. like today we have five left or something, but that's, and, and Boma is like the blacksmith's guild as it was doesn't exist anymore but it's like if you mm-hmm. transfer that a bit ahead like yeah you have like a tool maker you have a knife maker you have a architectural blacksmith and mm-hmm. then you do there's some who specialize in restoration work and I think that's kind of it oh maybe, yeah you can go maybe into like lathing and machining and all mm-hmm. of that as well as one thing and maybe welding being a, a sixth but like yeah from 130 we we don't do the other yeah, ones too. And these few now we have are so broad, even that. Like back yeah. in the day, like you would have like a scissor smith and you would have an axe smith and you would have one who specialized in making nails of this type and someone else would do nails of this type. Some will do rivets and some will do anchor chains. And it, like uh, even yeah. Oslo had a really big uh like uh edge weapon industry up until the second world war or something. Uh, the, the in-between wars and all of that fell up fell up fell apart because uh was stupidly enough like uh, a saber used to be a part of the uniform of customs officers and police officers in oslo of 
Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> but then, then of course, they were never used anymore. And it was just a showpiece. So to save money mm -hmm. during um, the, the 20s and 30s, they started to pull all of that back, which mm -hmm. also pulled the rug underneath all of the, the craftsmen who was forging these weapons in Norway. Yeah. yeah. I think that's like, to me, a part of me would love to just focus on one thing. Yeah. So I can get really, really good at that one thing. Because I bet the person who's making those sabers or the person who's making that particular tool or the scissors, they make the best of those, you know, the make the best scissors versus the person like me <laughs> who every month they're doing something different. And um, I think I just don't have that um, patience to focus on that one thing I, I get bored too easily doing the same thing over and over mm. again I just I hear need, you. I'm the I same do it and I think a lot of us who are in the maker community we like to we get bored and and so we are restless doing the same thing yeah I think it's it's I don't think it's a it's a thing it has to do anything with patience uh, it can probably I see I try to see it more like I have I have so much curiosity for everything that yeah that I want to learn I want I want to be able to 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 do anything like pottery or or knitting or blacksmithing or leatherworking jewelry uh mm. I I I I want to know anything and everything so I see I tend to see it more like um being too passionate uh, mm -hmm. about something mm. rather than 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 easily getting bored but but i i really understand what what you just said because when i'm working with leather for too long i'm like oh damn i i need to do something else because i i need the the little bit of air the little break from what i've been doing for the past 30 days to get to recharge somehow the the creativity and the passion and and everything but yeah i i totally understand what you're saying it, i feel the same exactly yeah and i think that for me if i see something over and over again um it becomes normal to me yeah like it i i lose the sense of wonder mm -hmm. and um imagination or ideas and so if I go to a new material or a new medium or a new technique, I feel like I'm seeing something new for the very first time. Yeah. And I can find new ways and creative ideas. And it expands me in a different way than if I did the same thing over and over again. Um, and no. I just was, I just was watching someone's stories today he's a blacksmith out in california and his name escapes me but he was just spinning this large sheet of metal on a table and it was there was like no friction whatever and he was like it's a 200 pound sheet of metal this is insane and he was <laughs> going crazy about it and it just made me reflect about how at, if we go into something with more of like a sense of wonder mm -hmm. and a sense of like almost like a childlike play yeah in the shop we can find new things to be excited about oh yeah and yeah. 
what what you just said uh, about repeating a process or using the same material over and over again and kind of mm-hmm. getting bored does that mean that you don't make batches of, of stuff that you produce it's only unique pieces or does it happen that you make five or ten of one specific piece for clients or just for you um i've done batch work before like last year i really pushed myself to do batch work uh i, I mean I, you had the, some of it was silver uh letters the envelopes with the oh yeah i did do silver envelopes that was was that last year or was it the year before that again that was two years ago okay. and then last year i did um lilies so i made uh yeah. i had a big commission for a woman she asked me to make um li- like a lily arrangement for several grave sites and so i had to make about 18 lilies okay. and they all had to kind of fit together And so I welded three in each bunch. So I made like six bouquets of lilies for wow. her. And um, so that was a lot of, that was a lot of batch work. And that I was taking like a one inch, one by one quarter inch stock, uh, like flat bar and turning mm-hmm. it into a lily. Like it wasn't, I wasn't cutting anything. Uh, it was yeah, that's just a all lot of forging to get that shape. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it was a lot. And a lot of it was in the summer months. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> so, so to, in order to keep my sanity, I would maybe forge out six of them and then I would take a break and then I would mm-hmm. work on something else Yeah. because I, I wanted it to be, I wanted to do a good job. That's the other thing is I could tire myself out and then I might not do, I might not put all of me into this lily and it, It just may yeah. not turn out. I mean, not not to mention well. getting tired and making mistakes and having to redo things. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, those I took a, a lot of breaks, and it took me a while to finish it. Probably a little longer than it should have, but I mean, it was hot. That was my excuse. <laughs> yeah. That's. I would love to say that's my excuse at the moment as well, but I mean, it's not. <laughs> not yet. I, You can say it's cold, too cold. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I, I, had, I had a conversation today, actually, in the workshop where one of the guys I'm sharing the space with, he walks in and it's like, did you turn off the heating? And I was like, no, it's, it's freezing in here. And I was like, yeah, it's wonderful. And <laughs> 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 uh, it was not freezing. It, it might have been 15 or 18 degrees or something. God damn. <laughs> 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 to me it's like yeah it, to me that was just perfect uh, perfect temperature to just be working and not get warm but i didn't even have to forge up today because i i'm speaking of batches i, I i'm making roses for the next market so mm-hmm. all i did today is cold work which is kind of boring and tedious but it's mm-hmm. also one of the things where like yeah i'll do a couple and have a break i'll do a couple and I'll have a break and try not to wear out my hands and shoulders and all of that but yeah sorry that's yeah how many more do you have left uh no uh well i'm i'm hoping to have 60 small ones and maybe 20 medium or 30 mediums and 20 large ones or something so nearly 100 in total yeah i thought you were i mean for for a bigger number yeah i used to but then time happened okay 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 (laughs) 
So, so I had my some more in my brain that there, there was this number to 200 that we maybe discussed. Uh, yeah, uh, no, uh, in a dream scenario, I would be able to bring 200 in total across yeah. different yeah. sizes mm -hmm. and materials. Uh, but that, that would be like the extreme amount. Mm -hmm. Like if um, the way I reached that number is that I took like the, the number of sales I did throughout the year and figure out roughly how many people showed up at each market and sort of tally that together and saying like, okay, if that seems to end round off to being me selling to about 1% of the visitors to the market. Mm -hmm. And I'm going like, okay, of that number of sales I had through the year, X number of percentages of that were roses. And I was like, okay, good. Now I have that number. How many people are showing up to this big market? Oh, fuck, that's 70,000 people. Uh, meaning... If I'm still selling to 1%, which I won't be because the market is just so big that everyone who shows up won't be able to walk through every single booth. Mm -hmm. So a conservative estimate would be like, okay, maybe I sell to half of that. That's still 350 sales. Mm -hmm. And when nearly a third of all my sales are roses, then yeah, I should have a hundred of them. That's kind of smart. Ah, big bang drinking. It, it I happens. said kind of, kind of. Ah, okay, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk about that again when 500 people will come to you that day and ask for roses and you are yeah, you have also, sold everything on the, on the first two hours. I also have the time in the world to make everything. I'm trying now to yeah. make more than what I sell in one year. I'm trying to make in the, well, in the next two, three weeks. Which is amazing because that, that's a big challenge. I mean, mm -hmm. producing a, a lot in a short amount of time in order to be ready for that kind of event, it must be absolutely uh, exhausting and stressful. A little bit. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I, 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 I bet it is. Lindsay, do you happen to, to go to markets to sell your stuff as well? Or are you selling only online? Or how, how do you... Um, I know how you present your work like mm -hmm. uh, on the socials because that that's how I, I found you, but I, I have no idea how you um, sell your stuff and, and deal with customers. Is it is it sometimes face-to-face -face or is it only online? Most of the time it's been just online. So mm -hmm. I have a website and people buy my work through there. But I do, there is a local market that my neighbor and I do. She yeah. created it because she's like, you know what? I don't want to pay for a booth, you know. Wow, that's I, the best idea in the world. <laughs> and so we just get in her driveway. <laughs> that's and great. We set up, we set up our uh, tents and we put out signs in our neighborhood. Yeah. And people stop by and I've sold things that way. And, yeah. that's nice. and to me, it's kind of like it's market light. It's just whatever I have on hand, I put things out and it's gotten me used to Okay, putting out a display, seeing what things are available. And uh, I've been able to at least kind of try it out and see if I like it or not. And then yeah. maybe I'll do a market. But I just, the idea of packing up all my stuff in a car, a vehicle, mm -hmm. and then taking it somewhere else and setting it all up. And, you know, it's like could be several days long. Yeah. It's a lot. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. So um, I don't know if it's, I mean, for me, at least, I don't know if I, it'll pay off. But yeah. uh, I mean, Rasmus, I've heard this market that you're going to go to. It sounds amazing. And I so, so. <laughs> I hope it's good for you. Like, 
that sounds like a really big deal. So yeah, I uh, I even had to email them uh, last night and this morning saying like, so I may might have made a mistake. I might need more space. Is that possible? <laughs> uh, because already did you get an answer already? Or yeah, no? yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. I asked for a six by two meter booth and then i realized that nope that's not gonna not gonna be big enough so i asked for a four by five meter booth or five long towards the body to, to the public and four meters deep uh and that was exactly what they had spare nice perfect yeah so i mean i'll have to pay nearly twice the amount to attend this market oh. in, in sort of booth rental because they'd sell it by the square meter okay but then again it's like well i i have a lot of shit i want to bring I'm even mm -hmm. talking to another blacksmithing friend of mine who is doing a run of axes for me and possibly also hammers and tongs that I'll bring up. Wow, nice. Uh, nice. Which is scary as all hell uh, because like, oh, it started out being like the budget for this market was like 2,000 euros or something. Mm -hmm. And now I think I'm approaching 3,000 euros in cost of attending. Yeah. So that's, that's interesting. But uh, yeah, in theory, it should be fine. It's a it's a risk <laughs> worth taking, I think. Yeah, I especially mean, for a big one like this. Yeah, 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 yeah. And also, like, uh, I'm very much treating this like a business. I need to spend money to get in places where I can earn money. And That's a business. That's time, your business. That's your job, man. Yeah, if, but, in case nobody told you. <laughs> yeah. But this is the first time where I've actually had the money on hand to be able to spend yeah, so much sure. on the potential of earning a lot. And yeah. even so, it's like, yeah, I, I would love to have like another six months to prepare myself, and For even sure. then, I would probably still find more things I can improve and do more of, and all of that. So now it's just like getting up there and trying it and see how this works yeah. for me. Uh, also, hopefully, that means that maybe I can skip one market in autumn because I simply want to have the stock left over. I have the time to produce more, yeah, uh, and mm -hmm. sort of balance out my time a bit more, but. Uh, I, I mean, for you, Lindsay, though, it sounds like this has, the markets you've been going to, the few ones, have just been more like these casuals. You take what you have, you sit there and mm -hmm. chat to people, and then you go home. Yeah, it's a fun experience. It hasn't been like a high stakes thing. Yeah. So, Which is um, a lot better for your nerves. <laughs> right. I mean, there's, yeah, eventually I'll get to that point. I think right now, what I, you know, just like what you said is you have to spend money to make money. And mm. so I've been spending money on um, stones, on stocks, on that. materials. And I'm so excited about that. I can't wait. Was, um, was it and Jasper it, you ordered a lot of recently? A lot of what? Jasper? Uh, I ordered, it's like moss agate. I right. ordered different kinds of gemstones. Um, let's see, moonstones. Ooh, yeah. Oh, just... Anything that's shiny, I was like, yeah. I want that. I want that. I want that. <laughs> it's got to be nerve-wracking as well because gems doesn't run cheap, even the quote-unquote lesser ones. Yeah, it's it adds up and it's sneaky because like mm. you just get a couple and it's like, okay, that's not that bad. But then I realized I'm like, wait, I ordered twenty gemstones. That's a lot of money. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> that yeah. kind of thing. And I was like, okay, I got to stop. And so I muted all my all the people I follow for gemstones, I had to mute everything because I was like, I was spending way too much money. And I was like, no, no more. And still like once in a while, I'll be like, okay, um, let's just see if they have anything. Just oh, they more. do. Just a little multi. Like, oh. <laughs> I got this one thing. It looks like 
it's a stone and I think it's a agate and it actually looks like snake skin. Like it has scales. Oh. It looks just like snake skin and it's a, it's an actual natural uh, stone. And so like things like that, you're just like, Oh, you get excited about. And so yeah. you, of course I want to buy that. Of course. <laughs> yes. So, yeah. And so that's my hope is to put that investment in and then hopefully make enough to where, you know, it pays off in the end. But so. you are basically growing up a business. Yeah, definitely. Because I've also been following your, your newsletter for a while. And I mean, first of all, I love it when it's the cats who sends a newsletter. Oh, yes. <laughs> I need Frida to get back to sending something out. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's it's such a wonderful, sweet little personal touch of yeah. that style of sending out newsletter. But is it, I'm not sure if this is, I'm just guessing, but is that sort of also you taking sort of a step back of pretending it's not you who's sending the newsletter so that it's easier to sell yourself? Does that make sense? Oh, okay. I'm in a therapy sec- session. <laughs> Sorry, no, we don't need to go there. <laughs> no, I never thought about it that way. But yeah, maybe that was it. Because like, I think it was one of my first ones I sent out. And I just feel like, I feel really weird sending out anything that's like, hey, buy my it, it stuff. It is weird. Like, it is weird. That's weird. And I think as like artists and people who are, you know, we're like in our garage all the time working on stuff. It's not we're not like maybe a business type person like that's not our main goal our main goal is creating it's not Mm -hmm. like and and also i think also connecting with people who have similar interests it's it's just feels awkward to say okay but by my stuff like Mm -hmm. it just it just feels weird and it's just awkward but but it works hopefully (laughs) (laughs) but you have it it hasn't worked for you so far I mean, no, it, it's worked. It's just, yeah. um, it's just, I, I feel like it's slow. It's like this past year with inflation and things, I feel yeah. like I've noticed a difference in the previous mm. years. I mean, the whole economy is working against yes. you and probably yeah. a lot more of your side than here in Europe or in Norway mm-hmm. for that matter. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I think that's a big change, but it's okay. Yeah. Um, I'm excited. And I've heard that it takes about five years to grow your business into something it's yeah I, i'm i'm not sure about like specific numbers for things but mm-hmm. there's some definite benchmarks of um sort of after a year you sort of have worked out all of the rough kinks of the mm-hmm. system and routines so and you realize that oh this is possible and then maybe at the right. three four five year mark you reach the point of saying like oh yeah no actually this is not only possible it is very much viable yeah. But then at the 10 year mark, I think at least that's how it is for me now. It's like, no, wait, I I think actually I can live off this alone and not worry. Yes. And then I don't know what happens after that, but I, I imagine like you end up in Bahamas or something. Oh, please <laughs> let me know. That would be great. <laughs> or, or in my case, I'll just go to the Svalbard and cuddle with polar bears and live in the ice all the time. Yeah, you would die in the Bahamas. <laughs> <laughs> I realize mean, I, mean, I just said it. <laughs> <laughs> I like I like I like that new marketing stunt with Svalbard where they they, they call themselves like the, the the North Pole version of the Bahamas. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I don't that's think that's cool. a thing. <laughs> it is now. I'll make it a thing. <laughs> I mean, I would love to be viable. That 
I think that is like a long-term goal, but yeah. I don't really make long-term goals. So I mean, is how uh, not not to go like into the like your your family economics, but like, do do you need this money to survive, or is it only just for fun and sort of your own personal fulfillment? Um, I think again it's back kind in therapy of, session apparently, but no, I don't know. I mean, I I I really when I started doing this, I wanted to do it because I really loved it. Yeah. And it brings me joy. But also it would be really nice to be able to make a living out of it. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> and sure. to and to be a viable thing. So mm. but yeah. What were you going to say, Red? Um I I'm was very interested in 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 something that you said uh at the beginning of the recording that you said that you had your second child. Uh mm. I, I don't know when, I have no idea. Um, so it means that you have, you have two children and I was wondering how you managed to get time to, to create and because the, the creation is all process. Obviously you have to, to be in the workshop and you have to work with the materials, but you also have to, uh, rest and get inspiration and, mm -hmm. and to, to spark this creativity when you are in the workshop. So right. when if you are exhausted by your just uh, family life or, or whatever, it, it's very hard to get this inspiration mm -hmm. and, and and creativity. So um, I was wondering how how did you find the balance between um, working, taking mm -hmm. care of your family, especially with two children? Because I have one, and I know how um, time consuming it can be. Mm -hmm. without any bad meaning in, in in this expression it's it's just time consuming to have a, a child you have to take oh, care yeah. of of him or her and and so it takes a lot of time obviously and and i'm gladly giving that time to my child because i love him obviously but with two it it must be even more so i was wondering how how you managed to to do that are you like me working at night and not sleeping have you insomnia do, do, is, is, is there a magical recipe behind all this um it's to be something's gonna drop like for me at least so not everything gets done mm -hmm. and i have to be okay with that yeah um that's kind of how i've come to terms with things so it took me a while to get to a, a place where i'm really happy with um mm -hmm. So what I try to do is re reserve the weekends for my family. So yeah. Saturday and Sunday, like I, I barely do much work in the shop, honestly. Um, last weekend was different. I went to like a blacksmithing conference on Saturday, like all day. Nice. Um, but like I at least got home in time to like put my kids to bed. Yeah. So like that was important to me was like, you know, to at least see them part of the day and spend the evening with them. Mm -hmm. So um, the weekends is really like for my kids. Um, usually like I, like for a while there, like if I have like a commission and it's really stressful, like my body just automatically wakes me up at like four in the morning oh, and right. I can't okay. do anything. So I decided, you know what? I'm just going to go in the shop and work mm. at four in yeah. the morning. So I start working on it. And then I take my kids to school mm -hmm. and then I have that rest of the time till I have to pick them up later mm -hmm. in the day. Yeah. So 
normally my work time is about eight o'clock or nine o'clock in the morning till about three in the afternoon. And so I get mm-hmm. about six hours of work in. So mm-hmm. it's not as much work I, as I'd like to put in to things. Yeah. But I am constantly like something's going on in my mind all the time. Yeah. So even though I may not be physically doing something, mm-hmm. I'm always like, okay, calculating it out in my head. Okay, how will I make this particular thing? Um, like I'll wake up in the morning and I'm like, okay, I have an idea. Like, so yeah. like this week I thought, oh, I wanted to do this Valentine's Day challenge. And so I decided to turn my armor heart sketch into like an actual physical pendant and so now i'm like working through ideas of like Wait, what would that look like so you were going to do that did you publish something about it yet or did you just publish the idea or post about the idea? i i just posted ideas so it's like a little I really story like the idea. i just did, yes. did, was afraid i missed something no 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 i'm okay. so what i'm doing with this one is that it's going to be a community-led creation oh so because i don't know what i'm doing <laughs> i like of my it's life. more like I have like three ideas. It's more like it, I, have, I, I have like multiple ideas for this one thing. And I'm like, I don't know. You guys choose. And so I, I think including people in some things like this, like when I have like no, I have lots of ideas, but I need help deciding. Mm-hmm. And I'm okay with people deciding for me. Like yeah. this, this particular thing, it's okay. Um, so, okay. Oh yeah. What? I got distracted. Sorry. No <laughs> Back worries, to like, no work-life balance. I mean, the thing is, is like, I've had to decide, okay, I'm going to have a messy house because if I, if I choose to have a clean house, I won't be working in my shop. Yeah. I'll be busy scrubbing my floors or doing the dishes during the day. And I'm like, nope, I have, this is my full-time job. I'm going to, dedicate it to working the shop so the dishes are just going to have to wait till after i put the kids to bed and then that's when i do the dishes hmm. so like at night i'll i'll tidy up but but i mean i make dinner every night like that's my thing that's so nice. i mean i'm, I'm happy that he, he, he said that's nice because he, he's probably getting angry uh yeah. I, <laughs> <no>. <laughs> uh, <laughs> did you have did dinner you before the morning I, I always, I'm always hungry. I don't get hungry. Yeah, that's that's right. Sorry, <laughs> I just forget to eat, and and then I'm like, I get grouchy, and then I realize why am I so grouchy? And I'm like, oh yeah, I haven't eaten. <laughs> it's yeah. like three in the afternoon. I haven't had lunch yet. I did the same today. I ate at two p.m. or something because I was working or something. I was like, yeah, no, fifteen more minutes just to see if it goes right and. Yeah, give me. I was talking to myself like, give me thirty more minutes, and ended mm-hmm. up eating at two. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, thank you for saying that ab- about your house because that's something I'm I'm struggling at the moment with. Yeah, like it, it do. It, I, I was like, I, my wife is working outside and I'm working from home, so mm-hmm. I want the house to be clean when she comes back because I I don't want her to have to do stuff when she comes back that I could do because I'm, I'm here. But also I know that if I'm spending a half of my day uh, cleaning the house, that's half of the day I'm not working in the workshop. Mm, and exactly. then 
and and therefore not producing anything and and not selling and not making money and so it doesn't really help her. So I'm I'm struggling, uh, but I'm trying to convince myself to, yeah, exactly what you said. It it will have to wait because mm-hmm. my work is even though I'm working from home, my work has to be done in the workshop first. Yeah. Then pick up the kid uh, mm-hmm. from school, take care of him, and then I. I can do whatever I need to do for the house to be more or less clean yeah. because I'm, I'm kind of a like a maniac about the, the, Maybe. the house yeah, has to be yeah about everything. <laughs> but, but yeah, I, I like, I like my house to be clean. So I'm, I, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm probably cleaning too much. Um, but mm-hmm. yeah, thank you for saying that because it, yeah. I, I, Makes me feel better for some reason. So thank you. Yeah, I mean, I think I think a lot of people have the same thing. And one another thing I do is if it gets to be too much where I can't focus on my work, mm. that's when I'm like, okay, mm. I'm I'm gonna just spend one hour tidying up yeah. so that I can focus on my work. So I mean, there are times when it's like, no, 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 I the the chaos or whatever in the kitchen or something or whatever. So, and my kids are older too. Like mm-hmm. they're, um, my youngest is 10. Mm-hmm. And so they're pretty self-sufficient yeah. for the most part. Although my, my daughter, she's 10. She is a little maker and mm-hmm. she's constantly creating which is yeah. wonderful. I love that about her, but it's like, she's constantly making messes <laughs> yeah. everywhere. Yeah. 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 In I, the middle I of the floor. It's insane. <laughs> and I'm just like, and, and I'll leave the room. And then, then I come back five minutes later and it's like, just everything. And I mean, I shouldn't, and I, and I complain internally, but I don't tell her, I was like, okay, just, <laughs> can you, can, just push this over to the corner so I don't have to see it. <laughs> like that. See, that's something I, I've decided to not do. Like my kid is is uh, it will be it will be nine in March. So and and same thing is always tinkering, creating, drawing, making yeah. uh, things with uh, tape and paper or cardboard, playing Legos, and so basically his room is a mess. There is yeah. there is a lot of Legos on the floor, uh, and his desk is full with papers, uh, all kind of materials. But I don't touch it on purpose. That's not that's a part of the room or, or the apartment that I don't clean because it's like it would be like him coming to my shop cleaning everything and I, I would be so mad at him yeah. that I don't, I don't want to, to touch anything in his space because that's his creativity yeah. corner. So I, mm-hmm. I don't feel the right to, to do anything about that. Yeah. Um, but I mean, yeah, it, it you don't can be frustrating for him, but you could help him clean or help. Yeah. Him we do, things and- yeah. Yeah. We do that usually in, in during the, the sun, Saturday afternoon. I said like, yeah, hey, okay. come help me clean your room. Mm-hmm. And I just ask him to put things away or to clean, clean them. But he decides where to put them. Mm-hmm. And so in order to not disturb what he's actually creating or, or making uh, at that moment, I don't touch it. I just ask him to just clean a little bit. So when he puts stuff away, he knows where to find them back. Yeah. 
uh, instead of me putting stuff where I, I think they should be and, and creating a mess and, and, and yeah, make, making stuff hard for, hard for him. But yeah, being a parent is fun. <laughs> Most of the time. <laughs> oh, do, do you want to try to start one more time with enthusiasm? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, re I really, well, listen, I'm, I'm going to be very honest for, for 30, 30 seconds. Having a child is the best thing that happened in my life after meeting my wife. In that order, meeting my wife, having a child, the two best thing that happened to me in my whole life. So even though uh, I understand that parents can be, oh, it's, 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 it's exhausting, it's, uh, it's, it's expensive, uh, it's time consuming, uh, are, it's so frustrating sometimes, yeah. But there will, there is nothing in life better than having a child and help him or her become an adult, grow and 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 discover what's inside uh, him or her. So that's the best adventure you can live in in your life. And of the uh, what's what's this called side sidetrack uh, speech sidebar yeah, yeah kind of it. You can I'm also said that was something to focus on. Yeah, it is. Unless, absolutely. Unless Lindsay, have some more good points you want to make? No, I think that's. I mean, I I agree with you. Thank it's, you. Uh, <laughs> it's really. <laughs> we, we try not to encourage him too much. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, I'm glad you. I'm I'm glad you agree because you have two. I I, I only did it once. <laughs> if you, after the first one, no, he's wrong. <laughs> that's total rubbish. <laughs> I'm making a second one just just to check <laughs> just mm -hmm. just no but yeah kids are great mm -hmm. yeah I'm, I'm going to my niece's second birthday party on sunday so nice and i'm really looking forward to that because i might get a well, crown the, the the only uh uh downside of having children is that they carry a lot of uh disease with them <laughs> <laughs> so you you'll probably get sick if you if you go around children next, next weekend right yeah. so careful we'll see but it, it helps your your own immune system to get stronger as well yes. so that, that's that, excuse that, that's all good <laughs> <laughs> that's great uh, Lindsay, do you have a focus thing that you want to start off with oh yeah so or, or um, you need time to think so was it, uh, this is a, t okay, who, who we are watching or looking at right now? Yeah. Something to recommend to other people. Oh, okay. Or just something that has fascinated you. It oh, well, okay. Oh man. I don't know. I feel, I feel really weird recommending TV shows. Red no, does it all the time. I, yeah, I do it all the time. So don't, don't worry. So I don't know if you guys... Like I, I've listened to your recommendations before, and they're 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 good. Um, I just started watching this. So I haven't been watching so much TV lately because I'm so busy. Busy, and then by the end of the day, I'm exhausted, and mm -hmm. so I only I'm like I just want like a half hour show to watch, and that's mm -hmm. it. So on Netflix, I started watching Mo, which is okay. a it's a comedy drama or dramedy, okay. whatever they call it. And it's a 30 minute show. And um, 
it uh, actually takes place in Houston, which is where I live. And I felt it really insightful into like how he shows the city and the people and everything like that. And I just really loved it. And I love how he's um, not to give too much away, but he is a, a refugee seeking asylum status in the U S and, uh, and it's funny and, but it's a mixture of everything and I really enjoyed it. So, um, and I think they renewed, renewed it for a second season. Okay. And that's like the end of it. Like they said, like at the end of that season, it'll be done, but it's excellent. I really enjoyed it. So, um, and I'm not much into like that, like that kind of show, but the humor is, is great. And the, the people I've really enjoyed watching and, um, and they show like an olive farm, which actually like there w- is one that actually exists in our city, which I didn't realize. Wow. So that's cool. Um, that's way. Yeah. Okay. So, but I like how it's filmed and everything. It's them. So, so more on Netflix. Great. Yeah. Oh, Perfect. Thank you. Red? Um, yeah. So instead of, of recommending a TV show or um, uh, account or channel on, on Instagram or TikTok, um, I want to say a word about, about Andy Berkey, mm-hmm. who lost his uh, workshop uh, yesterday or, or two days ago in a fire. Um, I, um, Bucky is one of the first person that I talked to when I kind of forced myself into the maker community a few years ago. Um, he's, he's a wonderful human being and I can't imagine, uh, what it feels like to lose your shop, especially when you are, uh, like Andy, a very creative person that, that makes stuff for a living has been doing that for years and years. I've, um, uh, uh, stored, uh, many templates, drawings, molds, uh, uh, in his shop, uh, and, and just lost it like that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, he must be devastated. Uh, I, I, I added, I, I had him on the phone quickly this afternoon. Um, I know that he will say that uh, exactly what he said to me on the phone that, yeah, it's, uh, it is it, all right. He's not hurt. He's alive. And that, so it's cool. It's okay. Uh, I can't imagine losing my, my workshop for a fire like that and, and losing my way of earning money just 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 try to imagine that for a sec um so yeah my point being there is a go for me uh to help him uh, rebuild his shop in order for uh, for him to get back to work um just for sanity and also for money so we will put the GoFundMe link uh in whatever description uh, we need to provide for uh, this show yeah, I, I uh, yeah, thank you, Wes. Uh, it, I, I, I also know that it's a lot to ask, especially at the moment with the prices going crazy everywhere in the world. But if you have one buck, two, five, ten, a hundred or a thousand and, and you want the help, 
uh, this wonderful human being that I love and also one of the main pillar of the makers community. Go for it. Click the GoFundMe uh, and, and thank you for doing so. Lindsay has to bring in an emotional support cat. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so cute. But yes, I absolutely second to give a little bit of support to Berkey. He is one of the, the mad creative geni geniuses and forces of nature within the maker community. Yeah. And yeah, I just, uh, Andy, I, I just, one of the things I really loved about his stories was every morning he would walk into a shop. And so every morning he would, I just would feel like I'm there with him mm. going into a shop, saying hello to his coffee, yeah. saying hello to all the different things on his wall. And, and it's really sad to see it gone. And, um, but if you go to the GoFundMe thing, it's really encouraging to see how many people have like outpoured, like just the outpouring of love and support for him. It's yeah. really exciting. And, um, Anyway, that's that's all. So yeah. I I hope you can rebuild quickly. I, I certainly hope so. If you can't do donate money, that's absolutely fine. Mm -hmm. uh, just send him some love uh, through Instagram, Facebook, whatever. Subscribe, like his post. Send him a text if you know him. Yeah. Just just show that we are here for him and that uh, that mm -hmm. the kind of stuff that happened in life, but. Thankfully, with the, the support of the community, yeah, it'll get stronger uh, from this. Then, yeah. he is a very resilient man. He is mm -hmm. all true, but yeah, it's a, it's a, I have no doubt. It's a tough spot to be in. Not to mention yeah. scary. Absolutely, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so anyway, so sorry for for getting the. the on that note, mood that dark. <laughs> um, but yeah, Raz, what about you? Uh, I have a podcast that is nearly as crazy as Berkey Tournament. <clears throat> okay. And that Ooh. is called Wild Chocolate. Oh, yeah. And yeah. It's, uh, it's a podcast, I think, in the Obsession series, if that mm -hmm. means something to anyone. No. But it's all about some guy who goes down to South America to discover new sources of cocoa beans and chocolate. Mm -hmm. Episode one starts with them having to do an emergency landing at a drug dealer's airport in the middle of the rainforest. <laughs> okay. And it cool. gets crazier from there. Sounds good. Uh, I'm, I'm not someone with the massive sweet tooth, mm -hmm. but just listening to this podcast for the, I don't know, the eight episodes or something there are, uh yes something like uh that. you you end up having cravings just listening to them describe chocolate six episodes i don't know if i can handle no, that sorry ten that's a that's why i said eight yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah it's uh it, it's just wild to listen to the stories and the discoveries and also how like chocolate sort of goes around the world and also that the chocolate that we probably know today is not grown in South America, where the cocoa bean is from. It's grown in Africa, mm -hmm. probably using slave labor and children's mm -hmm. labor and all of that. And there's definitely better ways of getting a hold of chocolate. 
than yeah. the commercial styles. But that that's not the focus of this podcast. It doesn't really touch on that at all. It only goes into the historical, the ceremonial, and the crazy stories that happens when you want to make a new industry in the middle of the rainforest using whatever people you can find. Yeah. Wild Chocolate, a podcast. No, thing. sounds interesting. I followed it. It looks really good. Cool. I'm going to have to. And so you said it's under the obsessions. Like, what is that? Is that I'm not a, like an sure. umbrella of different podcasts or something? Um, it, so what I know is that this series is produced by iHeart Podcast and Kaleidoscope. I think obsession is sort of a catching, uh, a sort of a umbrella term for maybe unnecessarily deep dives or really fascinating stories around certain topics. But the wild okay. chocolate one is the only one I've listened to, so I'm guessing more than I know, which is a life I had leave story. in the <laughs> story of your life again. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> okay, good job. Yes, uh, Lindsay. If people want to see all of the amazing things you do, uh, or want to buy some jewelry or stuff off you, where can people find you? They can find me. Uh, I have a website. It is called lindsaycreativeshop.com. So if okay. they just want to go there and buy something or just browse or even just sign up for my newsletter, they can do that. I'm also on Instagram, lindsay, L-I-N-D-S-A-Y underscore creative. Um, I'm also on TikTok. Ooh. I yes, think that's, yes, but uh, I think I, that's the same, yeah, same name. So, yeah, those are my main ones that I, 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 but I'm mainly on Instagram. It's just the easiest one. And that's where, you know, I can communicate with a lot of people. So, yeah. yeah. Wonderful. <laughs> Should we tell about the week, Red? We, we almost forgot about that. <laughs> mm, no. No. Okay. Never mind. <laughs> well, I do want to say I did, I delivered the thing I was supposed to have done before Christmas. Oh yeah, I delivered it on Tuesday. Looked look great, by the way. It uh, it's really scary when something seems to go without a single problem on site, because yeah. you're just waiting for the shoe to drop, and then you're slowly driving away, and it's like nothing went wrong. <laughs> uh, it even fit together better inside the well than it did on the shop floor. No, Amazing. Amazing. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll blame that on my forward thinking and preparedness and not on Sherlock. Uh, yeah. But yeah, long story short, I made a cover for a well that is pretty large, like three meters in diameter, so nearly 10 feet. Uh, something to cover that up with. And I was allowed to do a little bit of artsy stuff and also had to make something that was in style with the, uh, the gates he already has and a couple of other things. So it was a bit interesting. Uh, also, it needed to be sturdy enough so that if a child or a deer decides to run across it, they don't mm. die. Mm. Uh, and on on the shop floor, I bolted it. To, it held together by two bolts, and then it's basically just two halves that leaning in on each other. So um. sort of the same system of, of a bridge. And then as you stand mm -hmm. on the middle, it's also pressing out and meets the side of the well, so that it can't go anywhere. But I didn't test that fully on top of the well. I tested it in the workshop, and I could mm. stand on it, and it like didn't feel scary. Uh, but then, yeah, got help from Thomas, a good friend of mine, and drove it over there. And we were in and out in half an hour. And most of that time was just chatting to the client. 
Nice. Yeah. Cool. Perfect. Yeah. Great preparation and execution. Yes. For once. <laughs> Apart from no. the fact that I was hoping to have it done before I went to America. <laughs> and then I was hoping to have it done before Christmas. And I was like, I got it done before February. On the yeah, 21st <laughs> of January. But that'll do. That'll yeah, do. that's okay. Yeah. Most important thing, you, you delivered. You did it right. And that's okay. That's... And he still wants me to come back and do more work for him. So See? there's that. Even better. Yeah. yeah. So I I love the the design of it, like the little swirly thing yeah. that you had. <laughs> I don't know the swirly motif. I think that's what I told you. I was like, I yeah. love the swirliness of it. Yeah. But uh, now, yeah. was that your design or was that the design in the gate that no, you were that's, replicating? That's mine. Okay. Uh, I mean, the, the gate doesn't didn't have any specific design. It's basically uh, a simple like posts of uh, rods rotting riveted to long bars. And there's a sort of a leaf uh, spare point on top of the bars. That's basically all the design in it. So I I went with a hand forged design and got it painted sort of the same color. And that's about as similar as I had to go on it. But I, I just the small small things that probably no one else but me will notice. But <laughs> but you know that's there. Yes. That's what's important. Yes. Hope hopefully. <laughs> but yes. Uh, do we have any last tiddly bits? Don't think so. No? Okay, good. Then if you mm -hmm. want to get a hold of us collectively, you can do that at two thirds focused. And you can find me at Rasmus Lewin and Lewinsmear.no. And you can find me at the Red Smith or RedSmith01 on the internet, more specifically at theredsmith.com. And you can probably currently find Jan in a bar with some Japanese colleagues at the moment. Yeah. If not, we'll we'll hear about it, but you won't. <laughs> <laughs> Mid. Thank you for being on, Lindsay. Yeah, uh, you're thank welcome. You. Thank you guys for inviting me. I appreciate well, it. Well, it's great to have you. Yeah. And it's, uh, I hope you're coming back for to Europe or Maker Central at some point, but I'm guessing not yes. this time. It would be nice to come back again. I I don't know about this year. So, maybe, but maybe soon. Time. Yeah. Hopefully. Thank you all for listening. <laughs> Have a good week. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.